Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creative HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, it's Colin Watson, the HCG Diet Coach and author and creator of HCG Body for Life, and welcome to HCG Body Talk Radio. And uh, I have an interesting subject today, and it kind of spawned by, the subject came up by a couple conversations I had this week, along with the conversation I had with my daughter this week, and and uh, I just thought it would be a nice subject to talk about. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to have a whole bunch of, you know, all the answers for you, but the reason for a lot of my show topics is just to... Um, Give you, give you something to think about, because really what I find is what you don't know um, that usually catches you off guard and gets in the way of your success. And so just by putting these topics out there and having you listen to this and maybe think about it in your own dynamic and how it affects you in your own family, uh, it may it may kind of lend some some aha moments and give you a, give you an opportunity to steer it in another direction and maybe help you get to your goal. And that's what this really this show is always about. It's about giving you something to think about that you may not know in the hopes that it helps you. <clears throat> obtain the body of your life, and that's really what our 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 mission statement is, if you will. So I want to do my sound check um, just to make sure you guys can hear me audio wise um, before I proceed. So if you haven't been here before, press one on your phone to actually put your hand up on the screen for me, let me know that you can hear me, and then you press one again, put your hand down, lets me know that uh, you heard both those instructions and that we're good to go. I'm also doing something different today. I'm actually um, I was talking to actually a customer. I'm named Jonathan out of Virginia, and he was saying, "Dude, you really need to uh, film your your podcast and put them on YouTube." So I was the last couple of weeks. I did do it on on UStream, uh, but I can't download it and put it on YouTube. So I'm time for the very first time. I'm actually going to film this with my camera, and then upload it to my YouTube channel, and so people can watch it later. So this is a test to see how that goes. And I don't know if hearing the audio and having the video and and if that makes much of a difference. But I know that a lot of people want to get the playback. Sometimes they don't have time to catch it live and and so having audio and video, that's kind of how I learn, um, <laughs> even though I'm not, I won't be doing a whiteboard here. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how it goes. So I'm always trying something new um, to see if it helps land the message and get, and get, uh, and get you know, help you in, in one way or the other. So what we're talking about today is um, why your relationships may, uh, may break um, or make or break your success. And, and really, I don't think a lot of people think about when you finally at that place where you're kind of going, I need to do something about my weight – and you have that moment um, and you decide you want to do something that we don't really think about really how it's going to affect the people in our lives, our circle of influence, our loved ones, our spouse, our kids, our coworkers. And, you know, really, should you care? Um, <laughs> I'd say the only reason why you should care is because some of the backlash you may get by not having this conversation up front could ultimately get in the way. And 
you know, when I look back at my own story, and for those of you who don't don't know that, you know, I, I began this journey with my own, you know, what I call WTF moment, <laughs> and I'm sure you can figure out what the acronym stands for. Um, and it was just really, really, a, you know, a normal Monday morning. You know, I, you know, I was basically half the weekend getting ready for work. I was a mortgage broker for twenty something years, and my routine would be to, you know, lay out my clothes the night before, and I had like a little. You know, easel thing that had you held your coat and you pressed your pants, and you know, I was really anal about my suits and ties and what have you because that was my uniform. I was very proud of, you know, what I did. And um, you know, my lifestyle was a little bit different back then. You know, I, I, you know, I look back and honestly, I mean, I used to drink a, you know, especially in the last part of the of my career there, and it may have to do with the market changing. But you know, I would, you know, I drink a, I literally a, a bottle of wine a night. I smoked at the time. I smoked black and mild cigars, you know, more than I should. Um, you know, I played around recreational drugs on the weekend. I was a weekend warrior, and uh, you know. You know, having high blood pressure for 27 years, I mean, it really wasn't a very smart lifestyle. But obviously, I was going through something, and I was trying to numb the pain, and that's the way I dealt with it. And, you know, and my, and my wife kind of dealt with that pain with me and kind of watched what I was doing. Um, and, I, you know, we're, all, we're both very grateful that I, I live the lifestyle I live today. But, you know, just to give you some little backstory that, you know, that was kind of my lifestyle. And so, you know, one morning, just a routine, going into my closet and, 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 and the suit that I had put out, I went to put on, and, and I couldn't button the pants for the suit. And my knee-jerk reaction was simply that, oh, you know, I must have just picked this, one of my older suits which is too small or something for that effect. So I went into the closet, and I started looking for the next suit that I wanted to wear, and I pulled it down. The pants didn't button. And then I started to get a little bit of panic came about me. So I started literally, I, I wish you know, there was a hidden camera in my, in my closet. It probably would look very funny until the point that I started to cry. So I'm yanking down all these suits in my closet, and I'm putting on these pants one after the other, throwing them down, and I'm in disbelief that how is it possible that something that I wore just the week before um, could no longer fit me, you know, just a few days later. And that is not physically possible. Um, well, we know it is, right? Um, and I stood there, and all of a sudden this overwhelming feeling of shame and embarrassment and and just disgust and sadness hit me to the point where I just started sobbing in my closet, just stood there. And it was one of those things where it wasn't just a tear rolling down my face. I mean, I literally just had a breakdown, if you will, in my closet. Now, the reason why I share this story with you is because what you do with that information is what makes the difference if you have your circle of influence in line with you on the same page or not. Um, you know, I immediately left that moment still feeling pretty embarrassed and shameful because, you know, um, I'm not a macho, macho man. I mean, I'm probably more metro. My wife will tell you I'm, I'm better, her best girlfriend. I'm probably more metrosexual than anything else. But the point is, is that, you know, I, I, you know my kids have very rarely seen me cry. I mean, it's just not something that I do on a normal basis. So it was shocking for me. Um, and so I went to my wife and I explained to her, I just said, I just, you know, I just, I don't know, man, I got to do something. I got to do something. I can't fit in any of my clothes. And, and of course I welled up again. But my wife got to experience the pain that I was going through. Janie got to see the pain in my face, and I said, "I got to do something. I don't know what I don't know what happened, where I got here, but I got to do something." And she just said, "Whatever you want to do, I'm with you. Whatever whatever it is you find, discover whatever it is you want to do, I'm with you." Now it didn't happen immediately that I you know stumbled across the the HCG protocol, but what it was is it made me open. And when I say in my book, at that moment I surrendered. That I was, I was already at the point now that I said, you know what, it didn't matter what it took, where I had to find it, what I had to go to get it, but I had to find some way of losing the weight. And I think when you open your, open your, your heart and your mind to the universe, 
Um, then the universe will line things right and will put things in your path to help you achieve that goal. And, and lo and behold, the infomercial came on for Kevin Trudeau's book. It caught my interest. Of course, I was in my desperation mode, so I would listen to anything and everything that said it would help. Um, and, you know, the rest is history. I was very skeptical, but yet, you know, here I lost, you know, 43 pounds in 37 days, and, and my life has never been the same since. So the reason why I share that with you, because the point of sharing that pain with my wife got her on my page. And, um, you know, I get a lot of stories from a lot of uh, moms and, and wives, more than, than the fellas out there, that, you know, they have this aha moment or they have this moment where they're just done, they got to do something, and um, they get resistance. They have, you know, you know their husbands and their spouses, you know, they love them. But you have to understand when you make it, when you say, when you decide to make a shift, especially in a very close relationship, like a like a spouse or significant other, or even your children, it all it, it kind of uh, puts undue pressure on them, unsaid pressure on them that oh God, if you're going to shift and you're going to start getting healthy or doing something to change your life, that now I'm going to have to do it too, and I may not be ready. And you have to understand that that that, it's, that you can't force people to move in the same direction that you do. But my wife and I always I, I always believe that in the relationship, at one time or another, someone's leading and someone follows. And it, and it, and, it, and the economy may change. You know, it may, it may change who leads and follows throughout your relationship, throughout your lifetime, lifestyle, lifetime. But the point is, at some point in time, someone leads and someone follows. So, you know, a lot of time I get the, you know, well, my husband, you know, he doesn't really feel like he needs to lose weight and he doesn't want to change. He doesn't want to eat like a bird and he doesn't want to not be able to have his beer in the house, this, that, and the other thing. And and everyone has a story. And I always tell people, tell me your story because I want them to be able to get that story out. And then we and then we tell them that they need to now let that story, bury that story, and, 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 and create a new one. Um, but... This, came, this, this the subject came up because I was talking to a lady that said that you know she came it was part of her story that she said you know I've lost the weight before on ACG I gained it all back when my daughter was going to college and all summer long I was worried about her going to college and and it wasn't that she was worrying about if she was going to be able to go to college she knew she was going and she was just worrying about the separation of being away from her daughter and having her move on and move out you know move out of the house and go and go live her life in college and parents a lot of times especially when they're you know, you know you're empty nesters if you will all of a sudden you start to stress out and she realized that during that stress of of you know feeling the emotional loss and kind of preparing herself that she ended up eating emotionally eating and gaining weight and then i had my daughter who was visiting um, you know she comes every couple of weeks and, uh, you know, my oldest daughter, she has, uh, you know, she's kind of similar in the family business as far as she has a YouTube channel that gets a lot of traffic and millions of views. And she, you know, she inspires a lot of people with her weight loss messages and what have you. And, uh, you know, we noticed that, um, you know, she had met a new gentleman in her life and, you know, he lived out, out of the state. Um, so that caused a little, that caused stress on her because it was a long distance relationship. You know, he's 26. He plays, you know, he likes to play ball. He's a musician. You know, he, he can eat pizza. He loves favorite food is pizza. So he's eating pizza. He, that's just what he wants to eat. But he has a metabolism that he can burn this stuff off because due to his activity. But all of a sudden she noticed a shift in her, the way she was eating and, and you know, and, and the type, and, and all of a sudden that healthy lifestyle that she was living, she kind of abandoned because you you know you fall in love and you start you know you start you know you want to kind of please each other and and all of a sudden you you kind of lose yourself in in the process and I noticed that her weight started creeping up a little bit and I said to him I said you know you're kind of your weight's kind of gone up a little bit is it because of your stress going on with this relationship long distance thing and the drama da 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 and she goes, yeah, you know, and I just noticed that she was kind of backing away from her videos and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, Vanessa, people go through this all the time, and this is a story you need to tell. You need to tell people that, you know, this happens to all of us. You get, something gets in the way, 
and uh, and 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 it kind of shifts your dyna- you know dynamic, and you and and you can gain your weight back. You can gain some of your weight back. I mean, you know, 15 pounds on a on a, on a young lady or a woman is a lot of weight. You know, um, you know, us guys can kind of get get away with it a little bit easier, but it's a lot of weight on a woman because it changes your size. You know, it can change your size overnight. So, you know, I started hearing you having these stories and these conversations. So I said, you know, I need to have this conversation this week on the show because it's not about finding the solution, but it is about creating the conversation. And um, a lot of times we forget to to realize that there's going to be an impact and change on the people in our lives. I mean, think about it. You're suddenly going to want to clean out the entire house of, of goodies and anything that can tempt you. You're going to be suddenly bringing healthy meals and eating at a certain schedule and, and following a certain regimen, which is going to require some discipline. And everybody in the family ends up having to shift. Even if the kids still have their cereal or what have you, you your healthy move tends to, tends to weigh on everybody in the family. And a lot of times there's some resistance that comes from that, and that, that resistance is based the fact that you haven't had that conversation. And um, and a lot of people are afraid to have the conversation because they're afraid that people are going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you told me you were going to get this last diet. What about the South Beach diet you were doing? What about the lemonade diet you were going to do? What about this you were going to do? What about Weight Watchers? You know, you failed at all those things. What makes this any different? And that conversation is really not to be mean, but I really believe that our loved ones get invested in our success. They get invested in our failures. And so they're afraid to see you fail and watch you go through that pain. So they rather just deter you from the process because in their history with you is that you, you've not been able to – you've talked a lot and not been able to actually you know, full, you know, follow through, if you will. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you haven't taken the time yourself to determine why you're doing it in the first place, why suddenly the shift, um, why now. And that's why I tell people, you know, that you always want to have a big why. You have to have no reason why you're doing this, what, what, you, what you hope to gain from it. And a lot of times it's not – it starts off being able to fit in your clothes, but all of a sudden you realize the self-esteem issues that come back. I mean, you, have, you know, people that get overweight, and I speak from experience, every time that I was in, um, in a position to be over, being overweight, even, even through these last years, if I've gained some weight back and don't feel that I'm, I'm living the example that I feel I should live and I'm a lot harder on myself than other people would be, um, I suddenly start to shrink away. I mean, we all start to try and hide a little bit, hide ourselves a little bit. And there's something else that happens when you actually lose weight because all of a sudden you start to come out and you start to be a little bit different person. You know, and believe it or not, you know, a lot of times when we're in, you know, in a place where we're not comfortable in our skin, um, we tend to be more agreeable with, with the people around us. We don't cause a lot of flack. We don't, we don't, we don't push back against um, our, our, you know, what we really believe or feel because of the fact we're just trying to just stay small and, and stay, you know, just deal with trying to deal with these feelings we're having with. And 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 lo and behold, when all of a sudden you start shedding that. That weight, you start getting a little bit more attention from out people. People are starting to, you know, praise you for your accomplishments. All that attention comes up. You end up, you end up, um, kind of a different part of your personality comes out, and it's still who you are. You've just been hidden for a long, long time. And I remember that um, Jane and I did this journey together. Now, my wife, you have to look at her, even when she was 20 pounds heavier, she always looked like she was in shape. And um, and with me, it was a little bit more dramatic because of the fact that, you know, I had the belly and the man boobs and the face was swollen, and it was a little more dramatic. So we both did extremely well in the protocol. My, you know, Jenny got extremely lean and ripped up, but my transformation seemed to be the topic of conversation over her. 
customers. Almost 99, nine-tenths of the time, we'd enter a room and they would go, oh, my God, what would you do? Da, da, da. And I would find myself almost embarrassed to the point where I was kind of like trying to show, hey, well, my wife, man, look at her. She freaking leaned up great. And they go, yeah, but she's always been in great shape. And they discounted the fact that she actually went through the same trials and tribulations that I did. Um, and I found myself kind of being embarrassed about taking in that, that praise and adulation because I kind of felt that I was taking the limelight, and that limelight would make her uncomfortable. Now, she happens to be a very secure woman and was very happy for me because she cares about my life. She cares about me, the fact that I was going to live longer, the fact that my sleep apnea wasn't stopping my heart from you know, breathing, stopping me from breathing 80 times a night, and that my blood pressure was under control, and that my family history that I was trying to put an end to of diabetes and you know, heart failure and that kind of stuff, yeah, I had a hell of a lot better chance of living through that, and that's what she focused on. But there's a lot of times in relationships, if you don't have this conversation, if she knew my pain, so she was kind of praising the fact that, hey, you know what, he needs all the accolades he can get because I saw where he was as far as how depressed he was and, and how bad he felt about himself. But not everybody has that same conversation. So what happens is, and a lot of times it's the fellas out there, I got I to gotta call it the way I call it, um, that – when we start seeing our spouses kind of come to life a little bit or people start to look at them a different way, that jealousy sets in. And it's it's not meant to be malicious. It's just a feeling of insecurity because all of a sudden they don't realize that you're going through all of this feeling better about yourself so you can get closer to them, feel better about yourself, be more loving and affectionate, be more revealing. And somehow we as men, our minds start going in a whole other direction, like who's going to be looking at you, what, what they're going to be thinking and saying, and something quit. Hi, movie. Okay. Um, so, you know, who's, you know, are you looking for somebody else and what have you? And just to solidify this conversation, I was talking to a plastic surgeon friend of mine today, and, uh, and uh, he was talking about that, when, you know, he figured out, you know, really quickly in his, in his practice that whenever he had a couple come in, and the the spouse or the the wife or the you know the girlfriend or whatever was coming in either nose job or breast augmentation or tummy tuck or whatever the procedure was, that the men were very standoffish. They were kind of in the corner and they kind of had this attitude like you know what are you doing this for? You don't need it. You, know, you look fine. And a lot of guys we don't realize that you know if women are choosing to go under under the knife to modify something about themselves because there's a really a burning desire that, that does, something doesn't feel right. And it has, is it, they don't wake up one day and go, you know, I'm going to have a boob job tomorrow. I want to have a, a nose done. It's something they've been looking in the mirror or, or been dealing with for years, since, you know, in months or at least years, and it's now the courage to say I'm going to do this for myself. And he said that he learned very quickly that he spent 10 minutes talking to the actual person that was going to have the procedure and spent most of the time talking to the, the the boyfriend or the husband or what have you, because he found that if in fact he didn't didn't kind of uh, open up the the thought process and the horizons of the partner, and and explain to him that look you know what this is this is more about being more intimate with you this is more about being more comfortable in the relationship with you and it's not about external external things and most women that come in here they want this deep change or this cosmetic change to kind of make them feel more congruent inside and out. That the more he was able to calm down the anxieties and the feelings that the thought processes that were going through these men's head, the more he had um, return. The more the, the actual patient showed up for the surgery, because what was happening, they would go home. The guy was pissed off. By the time they're in the car, they'd start an argument about something. about you don't need it. Why you want it? Who you want to? Who you want to look? Who you looking to see? Da, da. Oh, you know, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, so much grief would happen that they would just go, forget it, I'm not going to have it. And they're just cheating themselves, but the relationship never gets any better. That that wound doesn't get any better, and it eventually blows up in their face. So he found that, you know what, 
I need to realize that the psychology of what's going on as, a, as men to men and kind of explain this. And he said all of a sudden his success rate of having these couples come back and actually complete the surgery or the procedure went up a hundredfold. And that's kind of it was kind of a great story. That's kind of how the universe aligns itself, and everything comes together to have this conversation today. Um, so that was kind of interesting that that it, it was you know something that we do need to talk about. And really, what you're going to get from this conversation is that that whatever you're going through, whatever that moment is, that makes you decide that now is the time for you to change your health, to change your body image, um, whatever the case may be. But that's a conversation that you really need to embrace and have with all the people that mean anything to you. And that could be as, as far out as your coworkers, as close, closer in as your friends, closer in as your children, and then obviously the closest ones to you is your spouse or your significant other. And I think that really kind of saying, you know, it's breaking down the layers of why you're doing this and what, what you feel like, what's going on with you, really gives them the opportunity to be a little bit more clear that this is not about them. It is about you. It's not about the relationship. It's not about your being unhappy in the relationship. It's about really has a lot. Really, it's all about you, but you can't do it without them. I got to tell you right now that um, the multiple times we've done this protocol, either, either through experiment or for the original times for fat loss and the muscle building and the whole nine yards, that I would say 80% of the time I've done the protocol, Janie's done it with me. Regardless if she had to do it or not, she would just modify it, increase her calories, but still eat the same foods I'm eating. Uh, sometimes she wouldn't even be on the actual HCG hormone. She would just eat the same foods I'm eating but increase the calories just so we would be in synergy that she wasn't breaking out pies and deciding she wants to cook desserts and, you know, and, and all of a sudden the, the psychological trauma would set in, the, you know, okay, I, I'm doing this, but I can probably get away with eating this today. It's very important, and, and, and the times, it's the, the small times that she hadn't done it with me, it was very challenging. It was very difficult. I may be the ACG diet coach, but I'm just like everybody else. Unless there's some, uh, unless there's some um, accountability or some congruence in, 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 in me, I find it challenging like anybody else. And that's why a lot of times you see me, if I'm doing a big, you know, transition, I blast it on YouTube. I blast it on Facebook. I blast it on my radio show. I tell on myself because I make sure that everyone out there now is going to hold me accountable. I tweet it, and I, you know, and I, I blog it, all that stuff because of the fact that I need to have that that level of accountability in order for me to help me stay on my stay on my path. Now think about you. Think about if you don't have that level of accountability. If it's just you wanting to make this shift in your life and your kids don't understand and your husband doesn't understand or your, your friend or your significant other doesn't understand or your coworkers don't understand, i got to tell you that I believe most everyone is well-meaning in their, in their um, praise and criticism. But how often have you been in a position where you finally start talking about making a shift? Now, all, a lot of you are going to have this conversation in the next three months. Because the new year is the time that everyone seems to have this conversation. Well, you know what? The new year is coming. Time to get in shape. Or time to do this. Time to do that. And the people that love you the most, they go, oh, you know what? You look great. You don't need to lose any weight. And you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and you're like going, seriously? What the hell are you talking about? And, you know, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, like I said, the people have a different type of optical reticulator. I remember, and, and, and I've apologized since then, <laughs> I remember getting... Uh, I would say I wouldn't say extremely angry, but I remember I remember really dead seriously looking at Janie after I'd lost the weight and saw what was underneath what I was during the last five years of our marriage, previous five years of marriage. And I, and I literally looked at her and I said, how is it possible? How did you let me look like that and not say anything? And her honest response is, honey, I love you. I, I, I see the man I, I married. I don't see that. 
And I believe that I believe that women have a better better a better capacity to do that than men. But men have that same capacity too. You know, they say that women get when women get married, they tend to gain weight. And when when men get divorced, they tend to they, they tend to gain weight. Um, and then women get divorced, they tend to lose weight. And we've all I think not all of us. So some of us have had that experience where you see an ex girlfriend or what have you years later, and you, and you look at her and you're like, what the hell happened to you? You know, and they look completely different. Well. We need that's a conversation that we need to have. You know, to get more comfortable in the relationship. Now you're married, you kind of get more, more comfortable. The stress, the pressure of looking good and, and looking your best kind of dies off a little bit. And we all go through this. So, you know, my wife was literally looking me dead in the face. She goes, I didn't see it. And she didn't see it. But the point is that I remember this going, and, and I said, Don't ever let me get that way again. And she goes, Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I said, You know what? Hurting my feelings is not telling me the truth and letting me fool myself into believing that I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting out of out of line, especially for what we've all been through. And so there's been the, there's been the times over the last five years now that she's kind of going, you know, um, are you checking yourself because you seem like you're. I mean, you're not heavy by any stretch of imagination, but you seem like you're swelling up a little bit. You know, what, how much do you weigh now? I'll look at her and I'm like, why are you asking? And she, and she said, hey, you told me to tell you. And I say, you know what, thank you for checking me. And I'll look and I'll go, you're right, I need to clean my act up and, and, and drop the five or ten pounds, whatever it is. So this is the conversation. The conversation is you have a shift. You're at this moment where, you're, where you want to do this protocol. You decide you've made this decision to do the protocol. And I think once you make a choice to do something, the universe is going to test your resolve. And that's why I tell people you know, in my book and in my protocol, I say, you've got to make a checklist. You've got to figure out why you're doing this, what's your big why. Look in the future of all the obstacles that, get, that can get in your way and make sure you have a, an, end, an end game on how you're going to deal with it. So your friends, your family members, what have your kids, and having this sit-down conversation, I would say 90% of people don't do, and it's something that everyone should do. So what does that look like? You know, it looks like, you know, sitting down with your kids and say, look, you know, mom or dad, whatever, whatever it's going to be, hey, you know, I'm, I need to lose some weight. I'm not really healthy right now. I don't feel well. And, you, you know, I want to play with you and run around with you like I, like I want to. And I really can't do that right now. So I'm going to have to change. I need your help because I'm going to have to change the way I eat. And what that means is I'm going to also have to change the way you guys eat temporarily. And I need to know if you're okay with that and you, if you can help me. You have to understand, when you give people an opportunity to – to get involved and, and kind of and kind of sign up with you and kind of get get on your page, if you will, you know, it brings a lot more excitement to the journey versus you trying to stick it by stick it out by yourself. And then and you also know from the beginning who's on your page and who's not on your page, and it, and it gives you a game plan on how you want to handle it. Because losing weight and getting in shape and getting healthy does change relationships, and I'll get to that a little bit later. So. So you sit down and you have that conversation, and then and you can be as intimate as you want to be, or you know whatever their age prohibitive, uh, you know, whatever their age prohibits, you don't want to. But when it comes to your spouse, I mean, you know, I remember having the conversation with 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 Janie saying, you know what, I don't feel good about myself. I don't I I don't want to get naked. I don't want to make love. I don't want to do any of these things because I just feel pathetic. And it's going, it's rubbing off on you because you think I don't want you, and it's about me not wanting me. And that made a huge difference in her level of self-esteem because you got. I'm telling you, you when you when you start getting heavy, you start shrinking out of it. You start leaving the relationship emotionally, and you're not doing it because you don't love your spouse, or you don't want to be with them. You're just embarrassed, you're ashamed, you start hiding, and it's like you you almost don't want to be touched because you're so freaking pissed and disgusted with where you're at. But if they don't have, you don't have that conversation with them, nine out of 10, 10 of us, just a human nature, we start thinking it's about us. 
We start thinking, well, what? So am I not good enough? Or am I not attractive enough? Do you not want to be with me? And we don't even think possibly it can have anything to do with you. It's always got to be about us. And, uh, and by having that conversation, the person kind of can go, wow, thank you, number one, for so much for letting me know how you're feeling. They get relief that it's not about them, and they can actually get on board with you to realize to help you get your goal. You have to understand, if you're getting resistance from anybody in your life, it's because it's causing some fear or pushing up against some some phantom fear or or real fear that they that they have, and we know that fear is not real, right? It's false evidence that appears real, but it still appears real. But usually, if you're getting resistance from anybody, it's fear setting in, and you have to think about that. You go, if, if my husband's not on my page, what is he afraid of? And have that conversation. Almost be almost just be as bold as ask that question, honey. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? If I lose weight, what does that mean to you? And you really have a trusting um, relationship because I believe that most people we kind of forget we forget to have those really deep conversations with each other. Uh, but it, it can open up room for a really deep conversation. Um, all of a sudden, you start getting a list of things that, that things that he or she may be afraid of, and you hear the list and you think, "How flipping crazy is that?" But you know what? It's fear. False evidence that appears real. And you can't discount somebody's fear because they believe it's real. It's real to them. But it also opens up a conversation. So having the conversation with your significant other, your kids, is primary because they're in your household. They're the ones that are going to set the stage for your environment. And if your environment is – how many times you've heard or seen that we are a product of our environment? Therefore, if you have an environment that has hostess Twinkies at the arm's reach in your house – any argument, any weak moment, anything that sets you into a place where you go into a tailspin or stress spin, that's, that is a possible or potential go-to food. You're already telling yourself that I want to have a safety net. It was kind of like, remember the cigarettes you used to have in a glass bottle or glass thing, and it said, for emergencies only. Like, if that time happens where you don't have your cigarettes, you're out of money, you can't find them, you have this one cigarette locked away on a, on a, <laughs> on a, in a glass thing for you to break in case of emergency, but you're also saying you want to quit. Therefore, why have an emergency cigarette if you want to quit? You want something that saves your life, not, not, not causes you, cause you to lose life, right? So it's the same kind of premise. So by you having this conversation and explaining to them, this is what, this is what life is going to look like for the next 30, 40, 60 days. And it's going to seem like a long time, but guess what? I got to tell you, it's almost, it's almost been it's an uncanny phenomenon. It's been, you can talk to a lot of moms, or you being moms here and dads that are beyond this protocol. You watch how quickly your kids shift to go, oh, can I have that too? Can, you, can I have the, the vegetables and the chicken or whatever too? And all of a sudden, they start liking the real food. I mean, my son to this day, I mean, it's like when we start going, hey, you want the French fry? He goes, no, what are you having? Are you cooking chicken tonight? Are you having fish? Well, you know, he doesn't like fish. Are you having whatever? You know, you having taco salad? I'll have that. And he may modify it by actually putting his taco salad in a, in a tortilla because he can do that. But the point is that he's always on our page of what we're, what we're eating because he wants to eat that. And I've heard from mom after mom after dad after parent after parent that their kids follow suit, that whatever you lead, they follow. So the biggest lesson I want you to get out of this, out of this um, call today is having the conversation. You know, you go to work and you're you tell your, your colleague, oh, I'm going to be on a diet. And they go, oh, what are you going to diet for? You know, come on. All of a sudden – Rest assured, and I'm telling you, they're not mean-spirited people. Some may, but most of them are not. As soon as you tell them you're on a diet, that first week, hey, we're going out for drinks now. You want to come? Hey, we're going out for lunch today. You want to come? Oh, come on, one day won't hurt you. I mean, it, it, it's like the, it's like it's weird, but all of a sudden, you know, the universe will throw out all these results, and you have to stick, stay steadfast. But a lot of things happen. I'm telling you, when you decide to show up in your life and lead. 
you'll be amazed on how many people start to follow, especially when you have the rapid results that this protocol produces. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, girl, you've been on this diet for a week. I can see it already. A two, ten days. My God, how much weight have you lost? Oh, I lost 15 pounds. Wow. All of a sudden, man, what are you doing? Let me hear more about And all of a sudden, you get people on your page. Now you're empowered. But you won't you won't feel those feelings of empowerment unless you're willing to lead in the first place. So that's why you know making making your decision or your choice to move forward, you have to look around you and say who else is can who else is this going to affect, and how else can I bring them on my page? Because ultimately, the more people you have on your page, the better. That's why support groups do so well. That's why I wanted. To, that's why I'm creating ACG Underground Revolution, a support group for people to come in case they don't have that. Um, that circle of influence is on their side. And I know some of you are going to say, well, you know, you, you may be that kind of husband, Colin, but mine is not. Today, he's not showing up in that space to be Mr. Supportive, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Whatever you want to do, honey, I'm a, I have your back. He's going to drink his beer and bring his popcorn in or eat it, whatever, right in front of my face, and he's going to dare me to, to do anything about it. And, yes, I understand we all have some of those people in our lives. And it could be a little bit more challenging. And that's when you have to kind of bring everyone else on board, wherever you spend most of your time. Now, think about it, that most spouses, unless you work like me and Janie, we work in the house together, So, but she works two stories up, and I work two stories down. So um, <coughs> don't even know we're in the same house. We're not constantly in our in our face. We did this purposely. Your office is upstairs, mine is downstairs, because that can grate on somebody working in the same space. But most of you may leave the household for work, or someone may leave the household, someone may stay. I don't know what your, your home you know, situation is, but there's going to be other people that you spend most more time with than that particular person that particular person that may or may not be on your page. So you want to try and get as much agreement, as much influence, have that, those people influence you on your page so you can somehow weather the storm the four, five, six, seven hours that you're, you're, in, you're in the situation with the person who's not supportive. But usually, not always, but usually, when you, when you kind of show up for yourself consistently, then the person actually gets, and I told you, I've mentioned this before, a lot of times resistance is out of fear that you're going to flop on your face, you're going to be miserable again, you're going to beat the shit out of yourself because you didn't succeed, and I'm going to have to deal with your crying, your tears, and your misery, and I don't want to go there. So you know what, I'm just going to stay out of it and, until you prove otherwise. So usually when you start to show some, some, uh, some um, integrity for yourself, and what I always coin is loving yourself enough to go through this process for you, um, you'll see some results. I'll give you another story. That I have a, a client that she's a grandmother, and she just, she's 60 years old. She decided, that, you know what, I'm done. I need to get in shape. And, um, and, and one of the things that was hindering her, um, her routine, her exercise routine, is that she was, driving, she, had, she was choosing to drive her granddaughter to school every day. And she decided after about two weeks of being on this journey that she's like, you know what, this is not working for me. I can't get to the gym. I can't work out. It messes up my day. So she sat her granddaughter down and said, you know what, I'm not going to drive you to school any, anymore because it's right in the middle of my – and I don't know if it was a jazzercise class or a Zumba class or whatever the case may be. It's at the same time that I have this class. I really love this class. I really need to do this for my weight loss. It's working for me, and I, I can't do this. And the granddaughter had a fit. And we're not talking about a child. We're talking about a teenager. And she had a fit, and she was mad, and she was ticked, and she talked to her for weeks because she had to walk a mile and a half to school. But grandma said, you know what? I'm doing this for me. This is something for, I need to do for myself. I'm 60 years old. I made a decision I'm going to do this, and you're going to have to deal with it or not. But I'm, the bottom line is that as of right now, and until otherwise noted, I can't take you to school. You're going to have to walk. So that for three weeks, the, the granddaughter 
was ticked, and she didn't talk to her grandmother. And you guys could, I'm sure you could think of our kids doing the same thing, right? But you know what? Hey, but ironically, ironically, granddaughter, I guess, had a little bit of weight to lose herself. So as she had to make that walk to school for a mile and a half each way every day, that three-mile walk ended up helping her lose 30 pounds over a period of time. So it wasn't the first three weeks, but she saw herself losing weight within those first three weeks just walking, just getting some extra exercises she never did. And all of a sudden, she's on Grandma's page. And now they're in a, in, in a, in a, in a way where they're actually challenging each other and helping each other, pushing each other along to actually even get further along on their goal. And now they're on the same page. So it took a little resistance. It took a little, I'm doing this for me, and kind of cutting the rest of the world out for her to express how serious she was about her, about her goal. And that's really what people around really really are looking for. They're looking for are you serious this time? Now granted that's a little bit of judgment, you know, what have you. I really believe, I choose to believe that, you know, those who give us resistance is only because they're they're afraid of dis- afraid of us to being disappointed. But ultimately it doesn't really matter. That the moral of this story is that you need to suit up and show up for yourself. You need to be willing to share your pain, share your fears, share your goals, and ask your partners, friends, and family members and uh, circle of influence to get on your page and you'll find out quickly who is on your page and who's not and like i said you know that you know once you start losing weight sometimes the people that you you make people uncomfortable especially when you succeed at something that you that's been beating your butt for years and a lot of times if you look around and you say show me your friends and it shows me who you are you look around you probably have a lot of your friends will look like you and what I mean by that, that they may be 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 or 40, 50 pounds, whatever your thing is. Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of people that kind of in the same boat because we, we you know, water sees its own level. We, you know, I don't think we, we hang out with you know, super healthy people and we're, and we're completely unhealthy because obviously that would rub off on us, right? So we're probably going to have unhealthy spouses. We're going to have unhealthy friends to some degree, not always. It's not science, right? Um, but... What happens is when you make the shift and all of a sudden you change the, the look of the environment because now you were, you know, size 14 and now you're size 5 and your friends still may be size 14 or 13 or 12, you now have shown them that it's possible. And now what's in their face is the discomfort of knowing that, you know what, if it's possible, I must be choosing to be in the position I'm in right now because someone has just shown me physically in a matter of four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the case may be, that losing weight can be possible, easy, and and you look ridiculously good. And now the pressure is on. And this is unspoken pressure. Okay, this is just all of a sudden you've changed the dichotomy of the relationship. And that could cause you to lose some relationships. That can cause you people to get a little nasty and angry with you. And it's not because they don't love you any less or they don't support you, but now you're kind of showing them they have to finally take responsibility for themselves in their position in in the situation. And they usually come around. And like I said, you usually get the opportunity to lead and they'll follow, but there's sometimes some some people won't follow because they're not ready. And I always say that everyone has to be ready to uh, start this journey. I have people that say, look, I'm just trying to get motivated. I just can't seem to get myself motivated. And I, I just, you know, I start and I stop. I start and I stop. What are you doing? You're not ready. You'll know when you're ready. Trust me. This, when you're ready, nothing gets in your way. Nothing. As soon as you go to the computer and you order and you've made a sort of, all of a sudden the fear sets in that you're not going to have to do something. And some people actually take that, that fear and turn it into empowerment. Some people get buried by that fear and they sit there with the box unopened for six months. But the point is that you're, when you're ready, you're ready. When you're not, you're not. So just know that um, the best way to keep your, keep your relationships healthy 
and keep them loving is to share the truth, to talk about what's going on with you, to talk about the changes in the relationship. If you see changes, let them know, you know what, I'm still the same person. And, and like I said, no one, no one wants people to preach to them. You know, Nothing's worse than the ex-smoker that bags on everybody for smoking. You, know, you hate that guy or gal that does that. Um, and uh, so you, you, you just want to, you know, like I said, you just want to lead by, you know, with integrity and, and, and humility and, uh, and just and be, be that person that you are and, and let, it, let that new you shine through. Because usually what's more, what I think is the remarkable part about shedding the weight uh, and, and, and having a victory, if you will, over something that's been beating you for years is that a newfound self-esteem comes from that. Self-esteem is sexy. It's, uh, you know, arrogance is not. But self-esteem itself is sexy, and it comes from just saying, you know, I did this, and um, and 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 I was able to actually speak the truth and do that, and I and you were able to elicit the help from your friends and family and your children or whatever the case may be, and uh, that gives you feelings of empowerment, and you can actually use that to shift the world. Because I'm telling you, the one thing I love about this protocol, that every person that succeeds opens literally changes the life of ten people, ten or more people around them. Because anybody who's in your circle of influence, you've just now proven them that it's possible. And just the just the the uh just the knowing of possibility is what allows people to accomplish great things. You know, there was you know, it was like when uh, Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile when they thought running sub four minute mile was absolutely physically impossible for man to do. When he did that, it was no it was it was no uh, accident that four or five men at that point broke the broke that mile within a matter of weeks and days of him doing that. Because when we know that something is possible, it actually makes it possible. So you guys, every one of you that succeed on this protocol, you actually show the world and the people around you that losing weight and keeping it off is, is possible. And that's all you, that's really all your journey is meant to do is just is to suit up, show up, um, create your own reality of what's impossible or not, and then share the love. So I'm gonna open the lines up now you guys for questions or comments. So if you have a question or comment, press one on your phone and put your hand up. Now I'm going to um, have my computer speakers on, hoping that the camera actually picks up the question because last time with the, with the, um, the Ustream, I had to try and repeat the question because I'm, it's like dead, dead air because I'm listening to your que- answer, listening to your question, repeating it, trying to answer it. So I'm hoping that the camera is able to pick up your, your question if you have it. We got about uh, 18 minutes left, and usually we have 18 minutes, and, and no one puts their hand up, and then in the last five minutes, everybody wants to ask a question or have a comment. If any of this resonates with you, if you've been through this, you're going through this, you um, have insight on it. If you have something that you did that I didn't mention that helped you and your your significant others and family friends kind of get on board, great. If you had a situation where no one got on board, what did you do about it? Um, any kind, like I said, you have to understand that when you share and you have a comment or question, you actually are opening up for someone else who may be too afraid to do that. So I got one hand up. I'm going to call on you, 843-467. You're on the air. Um, Hey, Colin, it's Shannon from Myrtle Beach. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, hey, so my question is for, like, people that don't, like, have support. Like, my boyfriend, he personally likes weight girls, so he knows that I'm trying to lose weight for, you know, health reasons. But I even asked him a question one time, you know, how would you feel if I lost 100 pounds, 150 pounds, which he never saw me at? I said, would you be jealous if you care? Because, you know, a lot of people tell me, you know, Shannon, when you lose a lot of weight, I'm going to have a, like, I'm going to need FBI's, you know, people behind me because I'm going to have some people trying to talk to me. 
Right. He said that's not a that's not a fact. You know, that's not a fact to him. Um, he doesn't hear. He's not a jealous person. So my thing is, for people that going to have support, like I try to tell people at work, you know, and I I am one of those people where you know I say, hey, I'm going to do this guy, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but nobody believes me. So now I'm kind of at the point where I just want to just keep it quiet. Like I want to just wear like big t-shirts to work, and you know it's going to get cold soon. So just wear coats and try to like cover up my weight loss without telling anyone. Do you feel like you know for someone who don't have family or friends at work who's not you know that don't want to support me? Um, do you think it's okay for me to succeed without me telling anyone? Absolutely. And I'll thank you for that. And what was your name again? I didn't hear it. Shannon. Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Yes, sir. I'm going to close your mic real quick. Um, great question, and, if, and I hope the camera picked it up. But basically, if you don't have support around you and you got people kind of going, yeah, 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 you know, is it better just to keep it to yourself? Um, well, the most important person that you talked about was your boyfriend. That you had that conversation with him and said, look, you know what, if I lose 150 pounds, will that make a difference to you? Will that change the way you look at me, love me, feel me? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not a jealous person. And, 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 and He's already open to the fact, even if he is, does feel those feelings, you guys have a dialogue where you can talk about it. He's already opened that door comfortably. So I do recommend that people are on this protocol, if you do not have a circle of influence or you have the naysayers in your life and you have the energy, and we all know where that energy, that, when that energy surrounds us. You know, you know, women, unfortunately, can be catty sometimes, and I don't mean to say that in, in any kind of biased way, but uh, I just speak from, from speaking to tons of women. I mean, 70% of my customers are women. Um, I do tell people that, you know what, keep it to yourself because they will ask you. It's just a matter of literally within the first 10, 15 days, three weeks, all of a sudden people are going, what are you doing? And when people ask you, what are you doing, then they're open emotionally to actually hear what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so I, I absolutely think I agree with you. I would definitely um, just go, go through the steps, follow the protocol, wear whatever makes you feel comfortable, let your body start shrinking. It is, this kind of weight loss is just ridiculously noticeable. And it's noticeable in a way that not that you look like you're drawn and all of a sudden your face is melting and they're like, girl, what are you doing? You look sick. It's that you start glowing, you start looking healthy, your, your body's shrinking all over, so they can't really figure out at first what's going on with you. All they know is that somebody, like, you know, somebody's got a, a new hairdo or something, they changed their color, or they did something with their eye or something, and they kind of go, what did you do? I know you did something. It kind of happens that way. And then all of a sudden it's like literally – when they start, when people start going, what are you doing? You have to tell me. Then you're open, and at that point, you don't get any resistance or any negative comments from that point on, because now they've already seen the evidence um, of your success. So absolutely, I think keep your mouth shut and, and do and just walk your walk. Um, share with those around you that you can that, that 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 have the biggest influence in your life. As far as the other ones that may be naysayers or lack of believers, what have you. Just you know what, your your actions will speak louder than any words you could say. True, true. Great, great question. Right, Thank, you right. very Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. All right, anybody else? We got 13 minutes. Uh, here goes another one here. Thank you guys for asking questions and commenting. And if you ask a question, put your hand down so I can identify who's up and who's down. So, um, 208-682, you're on the air. Hello, Colin. This is Tracy Jeffries from Idaho. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Hi. A comment that um, I think this group has been amazing. I'm so blessed that I came across you guys all. But I'd also but I'd like to just make a comment that a lot of times there's family members that get really almost upset or offended that you're taking a stand and all of a sudden you're going to get healthy. And there's been times that I've even tricked them and I've own bottle filled with water, filled with water and drink, and they let me alone. I just think you need to prepare yourself for people that want to cause you. And that truly did help me a lot. And just a comment. 
No, that's a great comment, and that's kind of really what this conversation is about, is what you don't know is what hurts you. So by preparing yourself and actually having a game plan. So, I mean, that's, I think you said you put water. Uh, I wasn't sure you saying you put, you put water. Like, is that cocktails you put water in or something like that? It makes it like you're having a cocktail. Were you saying that, or what were you saying about yeah, water? Yeah, I just bottles with water so they think I'm having a beer. Got it, yeah. See, I mean, sometimes you do have to trick people into believing that you're going along because they do get offended. I mean, they get so upset with you making a shift, and really it's not about you. It's about the fact that if you do it, they're going to have to. Or if they don't, if they don't they're going to look bad. And people don't like looking bad. And they can actually really, really get in your face about it. So sometimes you got to have to, you have to have a game plan. And I think you're smart. You have a great game plan. You know what? You go out for drinks. People, you know, get a club soda and, and club soda on the rocks or um, with a lime in it. And they think you're having, what are you having? I'm having a gin and tonic. Or whatever. You know, it's like you, there's a way for you to kind of, you know, blend in and not have to feel those questions. Um, I remember uh, years ago when I, I went two years, I said I wasn't going to drink for two years. And I remember my friends just freaking going, they, it drove them absolutely nuts that every time we went out that I wouldn't drink. And I'm like, why are you drinking? Well, just have one drink. I'm mean, like, why do you, why do you care? And I don't know. How can you have fun if you're not drinking? I said, I'm having a great time. And I, and I finally came up with the answer that seemed to shut them up. And I said, give me a reason to drink and I'll drink. And nobody could come up. Nobody could come up with one. So, <laughs> so I mean, so it just. I mean, you really do have to have a game plan, and that's really what I'm having this conversation about, guys. It's really not to give you all the answers because everyone's going to have to, you know, they're going to have to come across their own answer. Uh, I'm gonna close your mic, here, Tracy. Hold on a second. Um, okay. okay. Come up with this answer, their own answer, or their own the only way that they're going to deal with their circle of influence or family members. But I think that getting blindsided is really what throws people off. I remember um, years ago in a previous relationship that I started that I wanted to go back to the gym because obviously I was in one of those times, those moments where I looked in the mirror and probably I'm not looking too good. I'm going to work out. And I remember that I got a huge amount of resistance from my girlfriend at the time that why was I suddenly going to the gym? And it's like, did I know somebody at the gym? Was I trying to date somebody at the time? I mean, just all these crazy things. And I just wanted, I kind of wanted, probably wanted to get out of the house, but also wanted to work out. And I remember it took about two months of just her every time I went to the gym, having you know being accused of something, but I, I, she won. I gave up on the gym. I said, you know, I don't need the grief. I quit. So you know, you have to understand that if you don't have a game plan and you realize that other people's securities, insecurities are not your problem, but you do have to live with them sometimes. So you do have to kind of have a game plan. But I think usually honesty and, co- and conversation is really the, the best um, antidote to dealing with those emotions because ultimately I think people really want to know why why you're doing what you're doing. And if you really explain to them the pain you're going through and, 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 and the feelings that being in the situation you're, you're in is um, – putting on you. I think anyone that really cares about you and loves you is going to understand that. And, and those who don't, you have to understand it's not about you, it's about them. And, and as long as you can focus on that, that it's not about you, it's about them. I mean, their feelings of, of, of your how you're losing weight is bothering them, that's not about you. That's us. And you have to leave it, leave, it, give it, leave it in perspective and you'll be fine. But uh, great, great conversation. Anybody else have a comment or question on this before we end up end the show? So in recapping, um, we're talking about how relationships can change our weight loss or get hinder our weight loss goals or even uh, you know, help us achieve it. It really depends on if if you have uh, your circle of influence on your page. The only one that can be really responsible for doing that is you. You're the only one that has this conversation. You're the one that had the aha moment. You're the one choosing to shift in the relationship. And I do believe those who share that relationship with you do need to understand, have a clear understanding of why you're choosing to make this shift and how it's going to affect them. Because, you know, 
ultimately you'll get less resistance if you get people on the same page. At least people understand. You know, they say what we don't understand, we resist. Um, and and that's really the you know that's really the essence of almost anything in, in life. You know, if you if we if we really understand why someone is doing what they're doing, and it makes sense. Uh, even if it doesn't make sense, but at least you understand why. It makes it a little bit easier for you to to digest. And I think being raw and being honest and telling our loved ones really how we feel, and and always letting them know that you know what you love them and you and you you really want to bring the best you to the relationship. Because I got to tell you now, the better you feel about yourself, is the better you're going to treat the people in your life, especially the people you love. And unfortunately, the worse you treat you feel about yourself is the worst you're going to you treat the people that you love in your life. So just think about it. If you want to love your kids a little bit more, and you want to love your, your spouse or your mates or your significant other a little bit more, and you want to be a better friend to your friends and a better employer or employee, loving yourself is the biggest gift you can give to any of those people in your life. Because when we love ourselves, we treat ourselves with respect. When we treat ourselves with respect, we actually put good stuff in our bodies. When we, when we, when we love each other, when we love ourselves, we actually do things. You're actually going to be congruent with those feelings. And I did a video, um, uh, a YouTube video I put up a couple of days ago talking about in feelings of empowerment. And it talked about is it, do you feel you have to feel empowered first before you act empowered, or is it the other way around? And studies show that if you actually act empowered, if you actually got on the scale and those, those times you get on the scale and, you're, and you, you drop two pounds and you're like, your hands are in the air and you feel like this, oh my God, this is so amazing. And you feel that feeling of triumph. That if you're able to embrace that feeling of triumph for two minutes every single day, that every single day you do that, you're going to get better and better results, weight loss, fat loss results. And on the days where the scale doesn't move that much and you're still able to, to embrace those feelings of triumph, that you'll have more days of consistent weight loss than you won't have not, and that you won't when you don't. And that's why you hear me say people, you know, having an attitude of gratitude rather than one of gripe. When I get emails from people saying, I only lost five pounds this week, and I only lost seven pounds in 10 days, or I only lost 10 pounds in 10 days, or I only, I like only. You're coming from a position of lack. You're coming from a position of gripe. And what you get, what you think about, you bring about. And if you consistently are in a position that you're unhappy with results that are better than anything you've ever done before, but you consistently, consistently bring that, that thought process and that energy to where you're at, you're sure to produce the same exact results over and over and over again. And ultimately, there's a diff- that's the reason why you see some people lose 15 pounds in 40 days, and there's people that lose 45 pounds in 40 days. It's all about attitude. It's, you know, people want to think it's about genetics, and it is about, obviously, your, 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 how you consistent you are being when you put the protocol. There's a reason. The energy shift is energy is what moves energy. So if you come to the world with bad energy and negative energy, you're going to surround yourself with those type of people, and you're going to get that kind of results. And if you come with a positive energy and you have that feeling of triumph and, and, and well-being, you're going to get that in return. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope my video comes out really cool and I can put it up on YouTube so you guys will be able to actually watch the recap of this or share it with your friends or what have you. If you find the information helpful, please share the love. That's all I ask you to do is share the love and help somebody else uh, reveal their true body within. And that's what this is about. We, we, you know, we, ha- we are building a revolution, and this is done one person at a time, one day at a time. And you'll be amazed at how many lives have changed. You know, when I first started this journey five years ago, I, I didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody. I have friends now that are all over the world. We do business in 60 countries. I have a list that's over 20,000 people long. I mean, of people that have crossed our doors. Now, think about that paying it forward mentality. But of those 20,000 people, a good, I mean, a good majority of them, just by their success, have touched 10 people. So now we're at 100,000 people. The goal is to get to a million people strong and have it grow just like that. The whole page it forward mentality works and all you got to do is show up in your life do this protocol get your results and then 
When people ask you how you did it, just share the love. It's that simple. All right, guys. I'm out. I'm going to go share some love with my family. Um, I appreciate you being here as always. I could not do this without you, so I'm glad you're here. When you guys tell me you're looking forward to the show, even if I don't feel like it sometimes, I suit up and I show up because I don't want to disappoint you. So thank you for uh, encouraging me to share this message, and I hope it, hope it lands on you well. I hope you got something out of it, and um, we'll see you next time. So have a great, great evening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I can fly.